What does forgiveness look like in your home? Or maybe the better question would be, what should forgiveness look like in your home? It is not an easy thing to apologize. It's not an easy thing to forgive. And sometimes, honestly, it's really not an easy thing to receive forgiveness, to accept someone's offer of forgiveness. And in our family relationships, where we see each other day in and day out, through the good, through the bad, we typically have the most opportunity to hurt each other or or annoy each other, or just kind of get on each other's nerves in a family dynamic. And that is where apologies and forgiveness are going to have their chance to shine. But it's not easy. And so it's worth considering, what does that look like for your family? And does that line up with how God wants it to look? And what is truly best for you and your husband and your kids and your family life? Now, my friend, this is what we're tackling today. This is episode 118 of the Love Your People Well podcast. And last week, we took a look at how to hold on to a positive attitude. And then from that kind of flows out more positive interactions with our people. Um, But this week, we're going to take a look at the other side of that. What do we do if we've maybe given into a negative attitude and we've had some not so great interactions with our people, when our attitude has not been godly, or maybe someone else's attitude has not been so great, how do we apologize? How do we forgive? What can that realistically and biblically look like in Christian family relationships? That is where we are going today. So my friend, it's important stuff, might not be fun stuff, let's be honest, but it's definitely important. And it comes up basically every day of family life. So we know we need to tackle this topic. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships relationship with him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Well, friends, I hope that you are, honestly, I hope you're listening to this conversation today um, with a an open heart, an open mind, Hopefully you are not tuning in specifically because you are right in the middle of some nasty conflict and there is some big time apologizing and forgiving that needs to happen. Um, But let's be honest, you might be there. Okay. And so I want to recognize that right here at the beginning of our conversation, that it might feel at points in our conversation, like I'm stepping on your toes or telling you what to do. And you might find yourself thinking, Jessica, you just don't understand And that's probably true because I'm not there. I'm not in the middle of the conflict or the conversation, but I am a counselor. I have helped many, many, many couples and families work through conflict and very difficult issues, work through what forgiveness can really look like. And so I do have some perspective there. And not to mention, I have every single day opportunity in my family to ask for forgiveness and to extend forgiveness. 
So you might be in a really heavy, dark place today when it comes to thinking about the topic of forgiveness. And if you are, it makes sense that some of what we talk about today might hit home a little hard. It might bring up some hard emotions. It might not be very easy to think about, let alone take action on. Just know if that's you, you're not alone. We have all been there before. And if you need to hit pause and come back later, you know, wrestle through some things, pray through some things, that's totally fine. Or you might be in a place where you know this is an important topic, but maybe it's not really a hot button current issue for you. And that's great too. But I would really encourage you then not to just let it go in one ear and out the other. Um, The classic, you know, I told my kids and it's like they, you know, they smile and nodded and made eye contact. And then it's like they didn't even hear me. (laughs) We want to actually use the information that the Lord gives us. We want to take action when he points us in a direction or gives us maybe a new insight or a new idea, a new piece of wisdom. So just know you're not off the hook if you don't maybe need today to try to forgive someone or ask for forgiveness. Um, If it's not today, it will be soon because we're all sinners. Everyone in your family, I don't know them personally, but I know they're a sinner because they're a human. And that is just who we are. And that's the world we live in and the family life that we experience. So I'll remind you here at the front of our conversation that, of course, I am a counselor. I mentioned that I'm pulling from that wisdom and experience in our conversation today, but I'm not your counselor. I am licensed in the state of South Carolina, uh, but the podcast and the resources through Love Your People Well is all informational. So I always like to get that out there on the front end. And as we take a look at this other side of our attitude and interactions, like I said in the intro last week, we talked about how to stay positive, how to keep a positive attitude when we are struggling and practical things we can do to make that happen. But There will be times when we fall short in that, when our attitude gets the best of us, our interactions are not going so well, the family dynamics are a struggle. So how do we apologize? How do we forgive? How do we manage that awkward and difficult part of family life? And I will point you right off the bat to a few additional resources One being a free conflict resolution checklist that you can grab on the website. All the free resources are at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash free. And then we also have, um, which might be particularly helpful with today's conversation about forgiveness, we have a devotional on the website for anger management and emotional control. And we also have one about communication in your marriage. And so one of those might really be a helpful next step. If you're wanting to go deeper, you're struggling with your attitude, and that's frequently leading to issues of forgiveness. Um, So just know there are some helpful devotionals on the website. And then the last resource I will point you to is our new Patreon community. Because everyone who is a Patreon of the show, you get access into what we're calling the Faith Fiverr Club, which comes with a private podcast of quick little five minute mini episodes throughout the week, going a little bit deeper or a little bit broader on the topic of the week. So our topic this week is forgiveness, apologies, confession, you know, what does that look like? How do we do that in family life? 
So make sure if you're in the Faith Fiverr Club, if you're not, make sure to join us because it supports the show, but also you get a lot of good perks. It's going to be a lot of fun. But if you are in the club, make sure that you have downloaded your um, private RSS feed into your app so that you can grab those five minute episodes this week. Um, Because we're what I'm planning is we've got um, a devotional here that's going to go a little bit deeper and we're going to have some really practical how-to steps that are going to go even a little deeper than what we talk about today on our main episode. So lots of good other resources for you. But of course, um, those kind of build on the general foundation of what forgiveness can and should look like in our family life. And that is where we're going today is to lay out that foundation for all Christian families of what do we do when our attitude or our interactions or our conversations have not been particularly happy, healthy, or holy. They have not looked like they should. The first thing that I want to highlight here is that when you realize that you have been the one to say something you shouldn't have said, um, give in to that negative attitude, that grumbling or that bitterness or hopelessness, when you have snapped at your husband or yelled at your kids or, you know, done something that was really not the best course of action, your first step is to confess to God. And a lot of what we're going to talk about today is how to handle things in the family dynamic, face-to-face with these people who you love. But at the very beginning is the reality that when you sin against a person, especially someone you love, you are ultimately sinning against God. He created that person who you just hurt. You might have done it unintentionally, and it, it might not have been a big deal in the like big scheme of things. It might not have been some horrible interaction, but if it was not a Christ-like interaction, then it fell short of what God wants for your family. And so confess it to him. Let the Holy Spirit wash you over with conviction because we need to be convicted when we mess up, when we sin, But make sure that you are taking it to God, not only for that conviction side of it, but for his forgiveness. Because we know from scripture in the book of Romans, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That doesn't mean that we can do whatever we want and it doesn't matter. Doesn't mean we can do whatever we want and there's no consequences, potentially. Like there might be some really awkward dinner conversations. There might be some really hard, let's work this out, things that need to happen with your husband or with your kids. There might be some silent treatment from your kids for a while. There might be um, some tears and some hard conversations. There could be all sorts of natural consequences from what happened, but that is different than the condemnation of the Lord. And so our first step is to confess to him to let his spirit be the one to convict us and his spirit be the one to pour grace over us. Now, what does that look like to confess to God? Um, There's not like some right or wrong way to do that. For some people in some situations, that's a, a 
time of prayer, you know, really sitting down and reflecting on what happened and saying, I'm sorry to God and kind of processing through why did I do that? What got in the way? What should I do differently? Sometimes we have the opportunity or we need to take the opportunity for that to be a a kind of drawn out, slow and deep conversation with the Lord. But sometimes, honestly, like when life is busy, and especially if maybe it wasn't this huge, big, you know, blow up argument that needs lots and lots and lots of reconciliation and apology and, and figuring it out. Sometimes it's kind of a quick thing. Oh, shoot, I shouldn't have said it that way. Oh, man, I know I glared at you or I rolled my eyes or I did the little thing that is not good. And so sometimes it's a quick, a quick little confession to God to basically say, whoops, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I realized that that was not the best way to handle it. That can be out loud. That can be in your head. It's not so much about how long do I dwell on what happened and like wrestle through that and process through that. It's about making things right with the Lord. It might take some time. It might be really quick. Kind of depends on where your heart is in that and how big of an issue it was. And then once you've received that forgiveness from the Lord, because we know he forgives We know that that is not something we have to worry about. If we confess to the Lord, he is faithful to forgive. That's either from 1st or 2nd John. I'm forgetting which one off the top of my head. Um, But it's commonly quoted, at least in my church, when we do confession and communion and that part of things. um, A lot of times we remind ourselves that if we confess, the Lord is faithful to forgive. Okay, so once it's confessed, you need to receive that forgiveness from the Lord, receive his grace and his mercy. And then we know, okay, I'm clean with God and I can move forward there. But a lot of times we also need to then take some steps with our people, our husband, our kids. Now, we definitely have to do that if it was actually an interaction where there was sin or harshness present. But sometimes, even if it was just our own attitude, my thoughts were really negative or judgmental or grumbly, or my heart was just in a really negative place, sometimes even that needs to be addressed out loud in a conversation with the other person. Even though they probably didn't even know you were thinking it or feeling it, sometimes that's just between you and the Lord, but many times it is helpful And it blesses and strengthens the relationship to put that on the table and address it with our people. So you need to now approach the person, your husband, your kids, whoever it is. The first thing is similar to how we confessed to God is to apologize to the person. Now that probably sounds super basic, but let's be honest, apologizing can be really difficult It takes a lot of humility because we need to be able to do it properly. Because when we talk about apologizing for something that we did wrong, we have to be specific about what we did. And it really does help to try to feel what they felt or are feeling. Why does this infraction matter? What was the potential impact on the other person or on the relationship? So you've probably talked through this with your kids before when you're teaching them how to apologize. 
um, and you may have experienced this, been on the receiving end of it, it doesn't really count as an apology to apologize for the other person's feelings or reactions. If you're coming to your husband after an argument saying, I'm sorry that you got so upset about what I said, that's not an apology, my friend. (laughs) That's um, kind of an offensive, really, a thing to say, uh, because you're not taking any ownership that what you said was maybe wrong, or maybe you just didn't clarify it very well, or maybe you didn't say it in the best possible way. Uh, It doesn't mean that we have to take ownership that everything about our side was wrong and their side was right. That is not what an apology is. But we have to go further than being sorry that there was some negative fallout, that their feelings were hurt or they were upset. We don't like that, probably, but we can't apologize for that. That is not an apology. And so once you've realized, okay, I have sinned against this person, or I have done something negative, my my negative attitude got the best of me, or we had a really unpleasant interaction or something like that, something has happened, you've confessed it to God, now you confess it to the person and apologize to them. And this is actually one of those places we will have a special little Patreon episode for our Faith Fiber Club. Um, that's going to drop tomorrow with a little bit more around kind of some scripts for what this can really sound like. Um, Specifically, uh, we'll do one with your husband, but then also specifically with your kids, because this can be tricky with our kids. We're not trying to undermine our authority with our kids. Um, And they, you know, especially when they're younger, they don't have the abstract thinking or the moral reasoning to fully understand some of the things that we might realize, oh, I shouldn't have reacted the way that I did, you know, but how do we apologize in a way where we're not kind of giving them an out for whatever they did, where we might have been overreacting to it. So you have to apologize in a way that is specific about what you did, and that is seeking to to try to put yourself in their shoes, try to understand what they are feeling and approach it in a way that is appropriate to the relationship. Okay. So, and that would, again, certainly come back to, you know, if you're apologizing to your three-year-old or your 13-year-old or your 33-year-old child or your 43-year-old husband, I mean, whoever the person is, what the relationship is, their age, kind of that developmental awareness of what happened, all of that is going to influence how you apologize. But that's the first basic step with the person is to look them in the eye, tell them this is what I did wrong. I shouldn't have done it. I'm sorry that I did it. Um, And maybe you can add in that piece about, you know, I could tell that that really upset you or um, it bothered you or, you know, I really don't like how the rest of our evening went. It's not that you can't acknowledge their emotional reaction as a consequence of what happened, that kind of natural fallout of what happened, but that's not the part you are apologizing for. So you need to make that clear as you're saying it. So that's our first step is the apology. It's very basic, but it's not necessarily easy. And then the second step with the person themselves is to seek to make it right, to try to do something to restore the relationship or help the other person. Now that might be simply showing them in a tangible way that you're sorry. That might be a hug. That might be 
you know, stopping from what you're doing, sitting down with them to actually have the conversation about what happened. It might be asking them a question like, to, you know, we have this big argument. I'm sorry that I was yelling. I don't feel like I was, ex- I certainly was not handling that well. I don't think I was even very clear about what I was trying to say. And I definitely didn't hear what you were trying to say. So can we rewind and can you clarify for me, like, what was your perspective? What was it you were trying to help me understand? You might need to ask a question, seek to make it right in deepening your understanding and letting them know that you hear them, you understand them, you you get what was hard for them about the interaction or the experience. So it might be a hug or some sort of physical connection. It might be a conversation or a question that needs to happen. Um, there are times where it might be a little gift. You know, there's kind of the classic husband and wife have an argument and husband brings home flowers. Okay, if that's all that happens for your conflict resolution, you didn't actually resolve any conflict and you probably have some gaps there in how that's looking. But that doesn't mean the flowers are bad. That doesn't mean that you can't give your husband a shoulder rub later that night as kind of a, oh gosh, I'm so sorry, let me do something nice for you. It doesn't mean you can't give your child some extra screen time or, you know, uh, a cookie or, you know, whatever it is that might just make them feel good and be a, a little moment of bonding and connection. Now, I want to be clear here. I'm not talking about bribing your child or your husband or whoever it is to forgive you. That should not be required for your relationship to move forward. Um, And so if you have fallen into that pattern, you know, gosh, mommy yelled again. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You can watch another show. Well, that's probably a pattern that you need to break, that you need to figure out a different way to try to make it right and make the other person um, feel better again and kind of restore the relationship. But that doesn't mean that there's never an appropriate place for a small gift or token of appreciation type of thing that helps to make things right. But absolutely, this would include if you are apologizing for, um, you know, maybe something you said that was very harsh, or maybe you're apologizing because you didn't do something. Whoops, I said I would, you know, get milk at the grocery store and I forgot. And now you can't have breakfast because you were planning this big thing or, you know, whatever it is. Well, maybe you need to run to the store and get some milk. (laughs) Or maybe you need to replace that harsh comment by reminding them of something wonderful about themselves. So sometimes the making it right is a hug or a conversation. Sometimes it could include a little gift or something appreciative toward them that they will enjoy. And sometimes it's simply doing the thing that maybe you should have done in the first place. It's going to depend on the moment, the situation, what happened. But that is our second step is to seek to make it right. It really falls short if all we do is apologize. Even if the other person says, oh, it's okay, I forgive you, and we move forward, that's not bad. You know, some things we're apologizing for, it wasn't a huge deal. They might not have even really realized that you had a negative attitude about something, but you realized it, and so you are bringing it to them to confess to God and apologize to them. But really, the relationship has been injured in a small way or a big way. And so we need to include that step of seeking to make it right, to restore relationship, to reconcile what happened that shouldn't have happened and try to make it right so that you can then move into step three, 
which is move forward in the relationship. We already talked a little bit about how important this is with God. (laughs) When we confess what has happened, he is faithful to forgive and we have to receive that. We can't go around all day, every day, beating ourselves up about past sins that the Lord has already handled. That is not conviction. That is condemnation. And it is not from the spirit. And in a similar way, we need to move forward in the relationship there in our household with the family member who maybe we offended them or we hurt them. We've apologized. We've taken efforts to make it right. Now, this might be moving forward as in similarly with the Lord, receiving their forgiveness, allowing that to happen, allowing yourself not to you know beat yourself up about it, not to get swarmed by the mom guilt, but just to move forward, set it behind you. Live out 1 Corinthians 13, that we're not keeping a record of wrongs. Um, It might be something like that, letting yourself be forgiven for what happened and actually living into that and moving forward. Or it might be doing something in the relationship that moves things to a different place. Sometimes it's really helpful after an argument to go somewhere different, go do something fun, get out of the house Uh, Get in the car and go for ice cream or go play miniature golf or go to the beach or just drive around or maybe sit down and read a book, change the activity that you're doing, something that that moves things to a different place or a different type of interaction (laughs) so that you're kind of not just apologizing and forgiving and receiving that, but now you're actually doing something different and that can help to kind of break some of that tension and and really show everyone we are moving forward. Now, of course, there are times, y'all know, I'm a counselor, there are times when it's really difficult, not only to apologize, but to actually forgive. And maybe you really want to move forward. You've done the steps, you're ready, but the other person is not ready. They still have a lot of emotional struggle with what happened. In some ways, yes, that's between them and the Lord to cast aside that that bitterness or that ongoing emotion and frustration. It is their responsibility with the Lord to forgive. But obviously you can't, you can't like emotionally guilt them into it. Um, that is a, a definitely a more difficult type of interaction when you've apologized, you've kind of done everything you can think of to restore the relationship, make it right, move things forward, but the other person is not doing that. And that is definitely an area for prayer. The Holy Spirit can change hearts in ways that you cannot. I mean, that is simply a reality in so many ways. So that's a great area for prayer. That might be a spot to seek out some additional help. Now, maybe that's counseling. Maybe that's sitting down with your pastor Maybe that's um, giving everybody a little bit of space, like, hey, let's just take the afternoon, go do something fun and relaxing to cool yourself down, and then we'll come back to this tonight and finish our conversation. Sometimes people really do need a break to just relax their body or relax their mind or refresh themselves emotionally, do something fun, something off topic of whatever it is that is causing the pain and the struggle. Um, There are a variety of ways that you can handle that, but we do need to acknowledge just because you are ready to apologize and make it right and move forward doesn't guarantee the other person is right there with you. And if you are in that situation, really, in some ways, you have to move at their pace. 
they might need to kind of rehash what happened and try to better understand. You might need to have some conversations that you don't feel like are necessary. You don't want to have them. But if it's going to help them to move forward, then that's probably a conversation worth having. And so if you do find you are ready to go right through these steps and they are not, you need to try to figure out why and work together to move forward. It's not all on them in the same way that it probably was not all on you. It's very rare. We have an interaction where one person is 100% in the wrong and the other person is 100% in the right. But, you know, we all handle things differently. And so if you're ready to move forward and they are not, you need to slow down and try to figure out why and go at their pace and, um, and not try to push things to a place that they are not emotionally quite ready for. And in an as we think about that side of it, their receiving of your apology and their extension of forgiveness, let's take just a few minutes as we close up to consider the question, what if it is you who was offended, you who was hurt, your husband has sinned against you or your child has sinned against you, they yelled in your face or they, you know, didn't call when he was late coming home from work or whatever it is where in the best case scenario, they are confessing that to God, apologizing to you, seeking to make it right, moving forward. How do you handle that? How do we handle that when we are the one who has been hurt or sinned against or offended? There are a few steps there that I would encourage you to think through. Um, To start by reflecting, if you're struggling to forgive them, reflect on how God has forgiven you the enormity of your sin, because biblically we know, okay, we're Christians, we have to forgive, but it's not simply this like generic thing we have to do. We forgive because Jesus has forgiven us. God has forgiven us of huge, deep, dark sin. And so that does not take away the hurt if someone hurts you or offends you or sins against you. But if you're struggling to forgive, it's worth reflecting on what you have been forgiven for from the Lord. It's helpful to accept their apology verbally. Now, hopefully you can also do that emotionally. You can kind of receive that and let that be a healing moment for you. Um, But tell them, I forgive you or I accept your apology. Sometimes we just kind of smile and nod. Oh, yeah, no big deal. Or, you know, we'll make some little flippant comment like that. That might be okay if it's a really low stress, (laughs) low, um, you know, just a situation that doesn't really require more. But a lot of times it is really helpful not only to actually say, please forgive me. I'm sorry, please forgive me. But to say, I forgive you. I accept your apology. The third thing I would highlight here is to, to avoid hiding your emotions. Or really, let me rephrase that, to balance your emotions, because you don't want to hide your emotions. You don't want to pretend, well, since you apologized, I guess I have to be okay. And so I'm not going to cry or I'm not going to be upset, even though I really am upset. But you also don't want to dwell in that place of negative emotion. That's not ultimately very helpful. Sometimes it feels good. It feeds our pride. Oh, I was wounded and I've been hurt. And that's In this situation we're talking about, that's true. You have been wounded. You have been hurt. You cannot pretend that there's no impact on you. You don't have to do that. But if you just sit there and dwell in it, 
you're not going to feel very good and it's not going to be particularly great for the relationship. And then the fourth step here is the same (laughs) as you had before, which is to move forward, to let the other person try to make it right. And, you know, even if they're falling short there, they apologized, but maybe they're not really doing much to try to make you feel better or walk with you through your emotional reaction to what happened. Once you've processed that, you know, you can go to the Lord with all of that emotion. Uh, You might need to have a conversation with them. There might be some steps that need to happen relationally. And hopefully you can get to a place to move forward with your own internal experience, your emotions, that sense of, I have forgiven you, I'm ready to move forward, but also relationally. You might need to be the one still to suggest, you know, hey, you know what? This was a really stressful afternoon. Let's just get in the car and go out to dinner or something that changes up the scene. So if you are the one needing to do the apologizing, confess to God, apologize, seek to make it right and move forward. And if you're the one who is receiving an apology and you have to do the forgiving, it's worth reflecting on how God has forgiven you verbally accepting their apology, telling them you accept the apology, balancing those emotions so you're not hiding them or pretending that they're invisible, but you're also not dwelling in them and move forward. So we've got um, a fun little Faith Fiver episode coming out tomorrow if you are in our Patreon community with some scripts, some actual words that you can say for the apology part of it. We've got a devotional coming later in the week. Um, But of course, we will be back on Friday as well for our Friday Faith follow-up episode. So I hope that you will circle back with us. And let me just point out a few other episodes we have related to this topic of forgiveness. Um, just in case you're, you're really feeling it and you're thinking, I want to go deeper, you can find these on the website through the blog, or, you know, you could probably just scroll back through your podcast app and find them. Um, but back in the day, we had episode um, 103 was called Fighting Fair, Finding Forgiveness and Handling Conflict in Your Christian Marriage. And then episode 66 was titled, Should You Forgive and Forget Within Your Marriage? A Realistic Look at Forgiveness in Christian Family Relationships. And then the follow-up, that Friday faith follow-up that week was about biblical truths of why we should forgive. So that's episode 103, episode 66. Um, Actually, episode 54 was also about forgiveness. It was called Thoughts on Finding Forgiveness and Reconciliation After Family Conflict. Um, I think that was around the holidays, if I remember correctly, because sometimes some conflict can come up at Thanksgiving and Christmas. So just a few episodes there for you. Find them on the blog. Um, That's over at loveyourpeoplewell.com or just scroll back through your podcast app and make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can catch back up with us for our Friday Faith follow-up and uh, and join us over on Patreon in the new Faith Fiber Club. You'll get those little five-minute private podcast um, episodes this week. Lots of little perks along the way while you are supporting the show. Awesome stuff. Um, And then I'll just close out by reminding you of the resources I mentioned at the beginning. We have a free conflict resolution checklist on the website. We have some devotionals working through anger and emotional control, as well as marital communication. Um, So definitely some good stuff there on the website. Um, you know, who doesn't need a little help with conflict resolution? 
pretty much everybody does. And so we've got that 10 step checklist for free, which I use all the time in the counseling room. So um, I think you'd find that helpful and practical. All of that, of course, along with the blog and all the good stuff is at loveyourpeoplewell.com. Friends, that is all we have for today. So hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.